Okay, so there's one thing that you need to think about when somebody offers you something, whether it's a price or some type of a deal. Think about the word, it's an offer. A job offer is an offer. You can either accept it, reject it, or make a counteroffer. Welcome to the Million Dollar Speaker Podcast. I'm RV Robinson, the master speaker trainer, international speaker, and author of Speak Up, Get Clients, and your host today for the Million Dollar Speaker Podcast. This is a different kind of speaking podcast because here you're going to learn how to become a million dollar speaker, make millions, and reach millions with your message. And today I have a very special guest who has been speaking all over the world, who is going to share with you her ideas on how you can become a million dollar speaker. So my guest today is Eldana Fernandez. She is the CEO of Dynamic Vision International, who provides negotiation, leadership, and communication training to corporate clients and small business owners internationally. Her business is built on a 23-year career as a contract specialist in the Air Force, where she negotiated hundreds of millions of dollars worth of domestic and international contracts. Aldana is also the founder of Baskets and Beads Kenya, which helps women in a slum in Kenya eradicate poverty through entrepreneurialism. <laughs> Baskets and Beads provides a hand up, not a hand out by marketing their handcrafted baskets, beads, and other products. This award-winning speaker and author is one of 88 Toastmaster accredited speakers worldwide. Among her many media credits, she has appeared on ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox Business, Fox News, and CNN. And she has been published in the New York Times, the Washington Post, Forbes, and the Huffington Post. Eldana is here today to present to us how we can have service before self. So please help me welcome to the stage, Eldana Fernandez. Yay, welcome, welcome, Eldana. Welcome, all right. Good awesome. To you. Good to Excited see to you. be here. All right, great. Well, let's just jump right in. And the very first question I ask all my guests is, what do you think are the characteristics of a million-dollar speaker? That's an awesome question. And what I think the characteristics contain are a level of confidence. You have to project the level of confidence as a speaker, whether it's on a large platform or if you're sitting in a boardroom or even online, you have to project that confidence that you have the knowledge 
to impart the information to the audience. The audience does not want to hear from somebody who lacks confidence. I so agree. Thank you for that. And and Eldana, I know that you have been speaking for years and years, and you're one of the 88 only accredited speakers in Toastmaster International. I mean, that is huge. That's a huge accomplishment. So thank you so much for the, for all of your speaking and contributions. So now let's get a little bit, we're going to come back to speaking in some of uh, your uh, best speaking opportunities, but let's talk a little bit about you and your business. You've got a couple businesses here. I want to hear about both of them. And I know our listeners do as well. Awesome. Well, as you know, I'm a retired Air Force veteran and I have a lot of knowledge from the contracting career field. That's what my, I was a contract specialist in the Air Force. And one of the things I did was teach or speak about negotiation. I wrote a book called Think Like a Negotiator and I speak and train on negotiation, effective communication, self-leadership, all those kind of things that encompass being a strong negotiator and also owning your power in speaking is the same as in negotiation. And that's, I love teaching people how to be better negotiators, how to get a better deal for themselves and not be taken advantage of. It's very simple, easy strategies that anybody can put into practice personally or professionally. But then my, go ahead. What is your name of your book again, in case people didn't catch that? Think like a negotiator and you see it back behind me here. Of course, my hair looks a little different on the cover because that was uh, pre-COVID hair. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So for our listeners, what she's talking about is her hair is beautiful white now, beautifully white. All right. So tell us about your other business. Well, my passion and the, the, so the Air Force core value service before self is something that I've lived since I joined the Air Force when I was 19. And I've translated that not only into my speaking and sharing about negotiation and serving others, helping them be better negotiators, but also with my business Baskets and Beads Kenya, which helps women in Kenya eradicate poverty through becoming entrepreneurs. We sell their handcrafted products here in the U.S., and help them be able to send their kids to school and have a a normal life instead of a life in poverty. Nice. That's beautiful. Tell us how you got started doing that. I mean, from negotiation, from Air Force to helping uh, women in Kenya, that's kind of a, you know, a big leap there. So tell us how you got into that. Well, in 2017, I was speaking at an event and I had a booth and next to me was another person with a booth. His name was Steve. And he was raising money and collecting supplies to take to victims of Hurricane Harvey. This was back in 2017. I sat and talked with him for a couple hours. He shared with me about the things he was doing in Kenya and had been doing for 20 years and started to pique my interest. And I saw him again at another event and it was all over me. I needed to go to Kenya. And I made a commitment to go, raise the money to go and went in February, 2018. And we were there for 10 days. We took supplies to a lot of different places. I was actually speaking and sharing at a lot of different places. We went to hospitals and prisons and schools and special needs schools and churches and visited kids on the street and went to the Kipsongo slum where these ladies live and I met them and one, they were singing and they were 
happy. And they actually have taught me a lot about faith and happiness because they were happy anyway, despite the fact that they didn't have much. We were taking them supplies. We, I shared something, another lady shared, and we were getting ready to leave. One of the ladies, Patricia, gifted me with a paper bead necklace made out of magazines similar to the one I'm wearing here and wanted sponsorship for her son to go to school. And I thought, and she showed me that she made some products. There were a couple other ladies that had some products out. We didn't have any money with us, but we wound the way back. I found out somebody had been, gave them a micro loan previously to buy the supplies to make the products and woke up in the middle of the night and had this idea to buy some beads, sell them with my book when I was speaking. <laughs> Baskets and beads. Baskets and beads. And that's how it got started. Now, what's interesting is that you said you went there in 2018, just what, a year, a year and a half before you couldn't go anymore. So did you only go the once in 2018 or were you able to go one more time before the world shut down? I, I've been I've been to Kenya six times, five before COVID and one after COVID. The last time I went was February 2020. I got back two weeks before everything shut down. So I got back the end of February and two weeks later, everything everything came to a halt. And uh, and as well as my in-person speaking, I did have some online, but it required me to go take a corporate job so I can continue continue paying the business expenses because three of my wholesale customers went out of business. The rest of them weren't ordering. I had to pull out of two of the three retail stores that I was in that I was renting space in because I couldn't make the rent and nobody was ordering online. And I made a commitment that I was going to keep the business going. So I took the job to pay the business expenses. Bless you. And, and I, also, through my nonprofit, raised enough money, $800 to $1,000 a month for March 2020 until this past January to make sure that they had food packs every month. Because prior to baskets and beads, they were prostituting themselves, picking food scraps from a dumpster, or selling illegal alcohol. And I wasn't about to have them go back to that, not when we'd come so far. So now we're in the rebuilding process. Beautiful. Well, good for you. Now, now when you say we, who is the we? It's you and who else? Who well, else? I, have, I have a director in Kenya. Her name's Layla. So she handles okay. all the, the manages everything over there. We have another manager in the slum. Her name's Dorcas. And she so Layla and Dorcas work together to manage the ladies, the orders, the products. I have a, an assistant here in California. And then I have some virtual assistants as well. Small, small, but mighty organization. Wow. I love it. I love it. So what are your plans to go back to Kenya? I'm going in May of this year. I'm actually doing a fundraiser right now as we speak for my next trip. And uh, unfortunately, uh, Pastor Steve Rutenbar, who I went to Kenya with many of the times, I think I went with him five of the six times that I went, passed away in November. And yeah, and he had kidney disease and I, I didn't know him very long. I wish I could have known him longer. And uh, now I'm going to do some of the things that he would have done in Kenya. We're going to fund a mobile medical clinic. We're going to go up to a place called Mount Elgon, which is one of the first places I went. But what we're going to do differently is take our ladies up there and teach the women up there to have how to have community, how to how to earn income and care for themselves, either through entrepreneurship, making beads or planting 
and growing food or both. So we plan on taking this on the road because our ladies didn't know how to build community together. And now that they do, and they are strong together, the community within the slum where they live recognizes them as the business women. Nice. Wow. I love it. So you're just changing, changing things. I mean, changing lives out there. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And um, so you're going back and Hopefully, again, you're raising money so you can go back and do some of these uh, fabulous things. And so what do the ladies think about all this? I mean, are they glad to see you? They can't wait. Are they stepping up? What is it like for them? Well, they they get excited when I come because we have we have special time together. We Usually the last time I went, we actually developed dog bandanas and I took the idea to them. I took some samples and I said, we're going to make dog bandanas. They were, what? What what do you mean dog bandanas? Dogs don't wear bandanas. In the U.S. (laughs) they do. Yeah, in the U.S. (laughs) we spoil our dogs. They thought it was the funniest thing and they're sewing them and laughing like these dogs. I don't understand. Yeah. We usually work on product development and then we have some time together we always have a tea party or and we have lunch and we just sit together and they speak Turkana and some of them speak Swahili and I speak a little Swahili but it's always through a translator and it's it's very interesting but they always want me to come into their homes and so we walk around the their little village there and it's a special time and they get really excited when I'm coming this last time, Layla, our Kenya director, does not like to, she loves surprises. So she didn't want to tell them the last time I was coming. And and I showed up and of course I stand out with this bright hair and they they had the look on their face. They're like, what? Oh my gosh. They almost broke me into hugging me. They were so excited to see me. And I just, they're my family now. I have over 30 more family members plus all their kids. Oh, that is so special. Well, if someone that was listening wanted to help you to go to Kenya to continue your work, how would they do that? How would they help donate to your to your organization and help you to go? So I have a, a my nonprofit website, basketsandbeadskenya.org. There's a place to donate there. Okay. I also have a give, send, go fundraiser, but I'd have to put the, the link up. But if you go to basketsandbeadskenya.org, it is a nonprofit. There is a place that you can donate and you can specify other and you can say Kenya, Operation Kenya, I'm calling it. And everything in the military, we had an operation, the word operation in front of it. So this is Operation Kenya 2022. I love it. I love it. So again, go Go to that website, baskets with an S and A-N-D, uh, beads with an S, Kenya.org to donate. And then .com is where they would go to buy product. If yes. they did, to buy product. I bought several. Uh, they make great gifts. Um, not just beads and necklaces, but they have like... Um, like one of my favorites is a little hippopotamus dish that's so adorable. I want to buy more. So go on uh, basketsandbeads.com and that's where you can actually buy 
um, and, you know, buy some products, have some fun and um, shop a little bit there. And all the proceeds, tell us how, where the proceeds go. They go to these women or how does well, that? So the way, the way it works is we don't do a, what's called a give back model. I buy everything up front. So all the product I have, I have already bought. It's considered fair trade. Uh, Baskets and Beads Kenya is a member of the Fair Trade Federation, which means our business practices have gone through a very scrutinizing process in order to determine and make sure that we are practicing fair trade, meaning that we aren't using slave labor, that we are paying fair wages, that we're paying promptly, that we have accountability. There's nine different principles of fair trade. And we pay up front all the products I have, they've already been paid for. Then I resell and put the money back into the business and buy more product. Beautiful. Love that. That's a great, great model. All right. So now let's switch gears a little bit because I want to give our listeners some some negotiation techniques because you are known as the uh, top negotiator. Not only have you done it in the military, but you teach it, you speak about it. So if we could get like maybe three, and I know you're using them every single day in your job and Kenya and all of that, but if you could give us at least three tips on how we can become a better negotiator, uh, that would just be awesome. Okay, so there's one thing that you need to think about when somebody offers you something, whether it's a price or some type of a deal, Think about the word. It's an offer. A job offer is an offer. You can either accept it, reject it, or make a counteroffer. Many people think, oh, I can't. If I negotiate, I might lose the offer. A lot of people think that salary.com did a survey, and there was a large percentage of people that thought they would lose the job offer if they tried to negotiate. But that's why it's called an offer. You can simply negotiate. And okay, maybe you aren't going to get a better deal money-wise. A lot of times, speaking, they have a certain fee. I have a certain fee I want to get speaking, but they only have a certain budget. Okay. Can you buy some educational products? Can you do this? Can you give me some ad space? Can you give me a table? Can a bunch of other counter offers that you can do? And don't think that that is it. Unless even if they say this is a firm offer, really? Is it firm? How firm is firm? How firm is firm? You can always go back and attempt to negotiate. And decide what your walk away point is. Okay, they get I going in. I'm going to say more than three because I can't help okay, myself. More than three. Think about when you think about you've given you're given the offer before you have a discussion with somebody. You have to prepare in advance. You don't want to prepare when you're face to face, phone call to phone call, last email with somebody. You want to know what your walk away point is. Okay, if I don't get at least this. I'm walking away. You decide that ahead of time because you have to leave emotion out. You can't get emotionally tied to it. That's why before you go into a situation, you decide, okay, this is where I'm going to walk away. That you don't meet. Okay, thank you. I'm out. That's that's a big one that a lot of people they they don't prepare in advance and you get in and you're caught up and what do I do now? And they you agree to something that you really can't agree to, and then you get in over your head, and that's where things go. And then you regret it and then you resent it and then you're not a good, you know, employee or you're not satisfied. And yeah. And that this works with coaching contracts. This works with any contract, right? Well, for instance, I mentioned when we were talking 
prior to the show that I had to take the corporate job and uh, in order to cover the business expenses. Well, they made me a job offer. I had a number that I wanted. Okay, got that number. Then they gave me this kind of works to hire thing. Okay, all everything you do here at this company, we own what, while you're working for this company. Well, they had told me they wanted me and I've done it already. I've already given one department negotiation training. They had wanted me to do that. They told me that up front. And I'm like, okay, I have a lot of stuff that's my intellectual property that you are not going to own. And before we get hired, we need to put something in my contract that states this stuff is not going to be your property. I have about a two paragraph phrase in my employment contract that says, this applies to everything but these things. So any of the content that I speak on negotiation, on contracts, on effective communication, on self-leadership, any of the courses that I've taught and I have content on my negotiation strategies from my book and any of my other books belongs to me, doesn't belong to them. Good. And see, that's smart because you could have just went, okay, and, you know, not even thought about your own stuff. And, and because if you're teaching, you can't take your own stuff out of your mind. Right. Right. Their stuff. All right. So, so the offer go in with what you want, know that everything's negotiable, go in with what you want or your walkaway point. What else? Well, the most important thing that a lot of us forget about is the importance of asking for exactly what I want. You have to ask to get the deal. And oftentimes people, especially women generalizing, but a lot of women are afraid to ask because people are afraid to ask because you fear rejection. But Wayne Gretzky said, you're going to miss 100% of the shots that you do not take. You're not going to get that shot if you don't ask. You have to ask for exactly what you want. So during the preparation process. And I, I thought about this after I went to the interview and they made me the job offer. I thought, okay, I'm going to accept this, but I'm going in with this. And it took about three weeks for it to go through their legal for them to document all that. And I was, I was fine with that because I wanted to make sure that that was all in order, but you have to ask or you're not going to get It's like when I'm raising funds, I have to ask people, oh, donate 20 bucks, donate 100 bucks. Every little bit helps. Five dollars will help one child get medicine in Kenya. Right. And so we're every day we're negotiating something. Sometimes you negotiate your children taking a bath before they go to bed. Right. You're negotiating, you know, for food or whatever. So tell us how important learning these negotiation skills are to just our everyday life. Well, it goes back to which is always the first strategy I talk about in my talks, the importance of owning your power. Mm. You have to own your power in negotiation, especially because the other side will see whether or not you have confidence. Same thing with speaking. The other side or whoever's watching you will see that level of confidence. If you're not confident, and, and this comes from preparing in advance, doing your homework, knowing all the questions you might ask and knowing all the data you might need to stand up and discuss, having that in advance produces a level of confidence. It gives you the ability to ask for exactly what you want. And then the best thing after you put it out there and ask, you have to stop talking. Ah, zip, zip the mouth. Right. If you can get comfortable with the discomfort of silence, it is one of the most powerful and effective tools you can use in negotiation. If you right. really want to own your power, 
You have to learn how to leverage the power of the pause. Nice. Now that is a million dollar idea right there. So thank you so much, Aldana. We are going to wrap it up with that because that truly is a million dollar idea. So, and again, that you can use negotiation skills when you're negotiating for speaker contracts and speaker fees and, you know, it's so important to learn. So I encourage all of you to go and get Aldana's book, uh, say the name of the book again. You can get it on Amazon. Think Like a Negotiator. It's also on Kindle. Think Like a Negotiator. It's also on Kindle. Go to Amazon and grab that right now. You'll be glad you did. So, LaDonna, I understand you have something free for us today. I do. Anybody Yay. who wants to go to basketsandbeadskenya.com and put in the code podcast will get 10% off of your purchase. All right. So baskets, A-N-N-A-N-D, beads, Kenya.com. And look at, you'll see the hippos there. You'll see all kinds of great stuff. Go in there. And again, 10% on this first order. Yes. Anything that they buy and go on there and put the word podcast. Is it is it case sensitive or is no. it? Not case in podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and get 10% off. And the quality of the products are amazing. I keep buying and buying and buying from Aldana, not just to help uh, the ladies in Kenya, which I believe in, but because I really like the stuff, you know, and I give it away as gifts. And um, and I think I'll I think I'll take advantage of that 10% myself. So anyway, I encourage you to go there basketsandbeadskenya.com. And don't forget to go to basketsandbeads.org and uh, donate uh, just so LaDonna can continue this work and go back to Kenya. All right, so that's our freebie. And um, how do people get a hold of you if they just want to have a conversation or maybe they want to join you in Kenya? How would they get a hold of you? You can find me everywhere on social media, Eldon Lewis Fernandez or Baskets and Beads on Instagram and Facebook, Baskets and Beads Kenya, or Eldonna at basketsandbeadskenya.com. There you go. There you have it. All right. Well, I so appreciate you being on the show today. So what are the last words of wisdom and brilliance would you like to share with our audience before we end our show today? I have this, this little thing at the bottom of my signature block. Offer grace, patience, and forgiveness freely and often. Mm, that's beautiful. Love it. All right. Eldana, thanks. Thank you once again for being on the show today. Thank you for sharing your wisdom and your heart and your passion for the ladies in Kenya. And thank you just for doing what you do so that we don't have to. So we appreciate that. So, um, so again, uh, thank you so much. We really Thanks for having me. All right. All right, everyone. That's our show for today. Tune back next week and we'll have another great show for you. So that's it. And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Million Dollar Speaker Podcast. Please hop on over to iTunes and leave us a review and feel free to share our channel with your friends and family. Also, you can find us on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn. We would love to hear from you. 
And remember, you are one step closer to becoming a million dollar speaker.